hello once again. Welcome to the BB Fellows podcast. Um, as many of you know, this summer we've been interviewing some of our alumni from the past years, and we've been fortunate to keep a lot of them around um, over the past years. And our final interview we're doing with members of class number one, um, the OGs. So we're going to let them introduce themselves and just say a little bit about where they are at in life and yeah, what they're doing. So if you guys want to take it away. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Lindsay. I currently live in Virginia Beach, Virginia with my husband, Tathan, who I met in the fellows program. And we are expecting our first baby. What? <laughs> in the spring. <laughs> Surprise. Oh um, I currently work at a retirement community in the area called Atlantic Shores. And the fellows program is actually what introduced me to a career in senior living. Mm. I interned at another retirement community in the area during fellows and just fell in love with that age demographic um, and the idea of having a career in that space. And yeah, I help um, work with all of our new residents that are transitioning into the community and I love it and <laughs> consider it an honor and a privilege to work with people as they enter into that next season of their lives. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm Tathan, Lindsay's husband. Um, I am soon to be father of one, I guess. <laughs> and then um, I work at Arcadia Property Services. I'm a part owner in the company. I've been doing that for two and a half years. Um, and then, yeah, we live in Virginia Beach. And whenever we are not working or doing things with friends, just try to surf as much as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of where we are. Awesome. I'm currently sitting in front of like five surfboards so it's very <laughs> obvious what the hobbies are Lindsay, do you surf as well <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay i don't surf either. <laughs> uh, great well it's great to have you all um so i just love to hear a little bit about for you all it's been five four years i guess since you finished fellows um so i just love to hear a little bit about what that transition kind of looks like or looked like for you um just not just the year after but just as the years go by kind of how you feel plugged into the community how it felt um right after you finished fellows if you can remember that far back um <laughs> yeah just a little bit about what what that felt like after the program finished yeah okay um i think like transitioning out of it was kind of strange just because it was like the spring COVID happened mm -hmm. um so where i was working basically i was working at a signage factory um and they stopped all manufacturing <laughs> so just it was a very interesting transition of like life was still paused um mm -hmm. but it was kind of nice because at the end of the fellows program we just hung out with each other for like two months and then everyone was in the scramble to try to find jobs if anyone was hiring or anything like that. Mm. Um, I got plugged in with Matt Fisher, um, 
who's on the board for the fellows program and really involved and started working for one of his companies called Tesseract um, after the fellows program ended and then um, and still like loosely work for him now. He's one of the other co-owners in the company that I work at. Um, and so it kind of like just like pushed me into the field that I'm in and still working in every day. And mm-hmm. um, I think we still hang out with like a majority of our friends are almost all loosely involved in the fellows program, have done it, or we met them during our time mm-hmm. in the program as well. Um, but yeah, you can talk about your transition too. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me transitioning out of fellows, I, a lot of my life still looked the same. I still worked at the same job in a very similar position. Um, that I did in fellows and I still lived with a few of the girls that I did the fellows program with. Um, I think a big transition was navigating going from a friendship with Tathan into (laughs) dating and engagement and marriage. So kind of processing all of that with our friends from fellows who had kind of seen us grow together and transition from a friendship into feelings and all of those things um so that was interesting and yeah kind of like what Tathan was saying like all I mean majority of our community whether or not they were a fellow they Mm -hmm. are loosely connected to the program or are friends with the birds or um Mm -hmm. people who are you know involved in fellows our friends of friends in the fellows program Mm -hmm. yeah some of our like closest friends we still hang out with like Every other week are in small groups woods are just people we ran into or met on the beach or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. We still see them pretty consistently. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, how would you say um, kind of because you guys were kind of like the guinea pig class <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. you know, they were still figuring out what it would look like and um I think you all probably weren't exactly sure what you were getting into either. Um, so just curious if you could speak to that a little bit as far as um, ways you've seen the program change or just kind of what your expectations were, <laughs> get it going into it. And you're like, oh, this is actually what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. you can speak to that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, Tatha and I both were actually the last two to commit to the fellows program our year um so we both had no idea what we were getting into um i had a couple of my friends in college had kind of thrown the idea of the fellows program at me we're like hey you should consider this and Mm -hmm. i did it so kind of went in blind without any expectations whatsoever but i mean the blessings that have come from it are insane just the community that we have here you know finding Tathan and growing in my faith and it's really cool to see how much it's grown how large it is how a lot of people you know choose to stay in Virginia Beach or um just really cool to see how much the community has grown and how many people want to be a part of it and Mm -hmm. um don't necessarily want to leave you know once the program is over you still kind of want to be involved mm-hmm. in some sense yeah yeah okay, yeah got it okay, cool uh i think or at least like 
hearing about the program, getting involved in the program. I had never even heard of what a fellows program was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was living in a, I was living at the surf, surf shop still. Um, and then the owner told me that I should just meet Ross because um, we had like similar hobbies, interests, whatever it was. He's like, he's a really cool guy. You should meet him and mm-hmm. talk to him. And then um, reached out to Ross to try and work at Surf Hatteras and Ross. So I did that for a couple of weeks. And then Ross was also trying to sales pitch me on <laughs> doing the fellows program. I was like, what even is that? Um, and then I met Jay as well and Sarah and um it took I'd say like a decent amount of convincing because I still wasn't fully sold on Mm -hmm. like getting an internship or an adult job or anything (laughs) in that realm sure um but yeah the it the this this I think the hardest transition for me was I had like I was very diligent and responsible but I'm it was all my scheduling was made on my own terms. Mm-hmm. The scheduling for the fellows mm-hmm. program was hard for me to adjust to because it is really it's intense, like consuming. Like mm-hmm. it is like this is your life now. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're doing this on Tuesdays. You're doing this on Wednesdays. Um, you're doing this on the weekends, and um, I think it was hard for me to adjust to that. But I, overall, I thought it was good, mm-hmm. um, and like was was like good to to also like learn to accept like the people that were doing the program with me um mm-hmm. were the people I was going to be around mm-hmm. um and trying to like make those relationships work even if it was difficult because in the long run it became super fruitful yeah um but yeah I think like just being the guinea pig as well like looking back on it there was some things that were difficult or sometimes I wouldn't agree with leadership or <laughs> anything like that and seeing like how changes have made over the years Mm. um i think it's been good just because like also like they're learning just like we're learning Mm -hmm. like they're trying to mold and build the system and like it in some ways i wish i would have been more graceful looking back on it Mm. towards them of being like oh yeah you're trying to build something and like you're just as lost as i am trying to conform to what you're building Mm -hmm. um but I think it was really beneficial, and they did a really good job of just, like, setting the structure and being able to get feedback from us and mm-hmm. being able to push us in the right direction when we needed to be pushed. And Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Really good. Perspective. Um, kind of, you mentioned discipline. So some of the main things with fellows is the idea of having, like, a continual prayer life or observing Sabbath fasting, um, just some of those, um, key disciplines in the spiritual life. Um, we've in these interviews, some fellows have found it pretty natural to continue in those after the program ends. some have found it really challenging. Um, I would love to know what y'all's experiences, honestly, like how, you know, being able to keep up with all those things that you guys are introduced to, um, whether it's the first time you've heard of them or not. Um, I just love your perspective on what that's like. Yeah. You go. <laughs> okay. Um, I think there's there's definitely a lot of opportunities to maintain the discipline available to you if you're open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Ross 
has done like a pretty good job for I don't and I think Hannah shares with a lot of the girls that have graduated as well like reading plans and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um and so I've listened to those and do those and then um another thing that I've taken away from that is just like praying on mm-hmm. our knees before it, like going to bed and things like that so I definitely participate in those as well mm-hmm. um Fasting, I think, is more seasonal for us. Mm-hmm. We went through seasons of like fasting and taking breaks of like unplugging for electronically and mm-hmm. things like that on Sundays. Yeah. Um, all that discipline kind of disappears with the chaos of summer. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> whether we are less proactive or mm-hmm. whatever it may be for that um, during the seasonal life, but I think it's it's all there to. To really, like, just keep you grounded mm-hmm. um, and, like, continuing to pray together. Like, Lindsay and I pray together before we go to bed almost every single night. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it helps us, like, communicate with each other um, as well and know what exactly is going on. I can stop if the jet noise. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just we can continue to pray together and see what's going on in each other's lives mm-hmm. um as well as just like staying in the word i know Lindsay's like quiet time looks very different than my quiet time sure. um normally i'll listen either at night to the bible or in the mm-hmm. morning before work um i don't necessarily keep a journal mm-hmm. but still read and pray and hers is she can tell you more about hers, <laughs> but it's just like, no. yeah. And then something I will say I got from Jay when Lindsay and I were dating was asking him about like, what does it, like, how do you merge your spiritual lives together? And him just saying like, mm. you can try, but it probably won't ever look the same. Um, yeah. And I think that's something like Lindsay and I have learned to like, she'll let me go down my rabbit trail and then she does whatever she (laughs) she does for hers Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. cool yeah i think during fellows i would say i was very disciplined i (laughs) just my own personal prayer time and you know spending time in the word and definitely made that a priority um you know, to wake up early before everyone else because we lived in a house. There were seven girls total, and I am very introverted. So mm-hmm. I almost felt forced to, forced in a good way, to have to get up and prioritize that time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think after Fellows, I had a lot more space to myself. So I didn't necessarily feel like a necessity to have to mm-hmm. prioritize that. Mm-hmm. Um so that definitely took a while. a while. I would say right after Fellows, I was kind of in a weird season with my faith, just personally, like some things going on um, mm. with family and friendships that were really heavy, where kind of experienced a lot of doubts in my faith mm-hmm. um, for probably a couple years post-Fellows. Um, and I'm still kind of trying to process what that looks like, but yeah. I think ultimately just making those sacrifices and prioritizing the time is all that matters. Like making space to mm-hmm. spend time in prayer when you don't want to and when <laughs> mm-hmm. you're doubting everything and um, choosing to read scripture, even though it doesn't make sense sometimes. So mm-hmm. I think that I have experienced the most 
growth in my faith where when I have been the most disciplined and actually just mm. force myself to make sacrifices by waking up earlier or going on a walk and listening to the Bible, you know, whatever yeah. that looks like. But um, those are the times where I feel the closest to the Lord. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Um, I will say you guys are too, well, when I am at church and I'm not traveling, <laughs> it's always <laughs> wonderful to be greeted by you too. I was like, well, they're here every Sunday. It's so great. Um, so that speaks to your discipline as well. Um, you kind of touched a little bit on the challenge of like maintaining the the disciplines sometimes, but were there any other challenges that you encountered um, just as sort of adulthood, um, you know, progress, like just within the community or like um, the challenge of maintaining friendships after you're kind of have these built in individuals in your life for nine months um, or challenges with work or anything like that, that was unexpected, um, that you felt, oh, this was kind of surprising, um, that I have to deal with this and yeah, kind of what that looks like. Okay. I would say kind of what I touched on earlier, I am very introverted and Mm -hmm. pretty shy naturally. So the fellows program at times for me was, very unnatural, um, having to share in front of a group and be vulnerable in front of people is not something that I like to do (laughs) ever. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you for doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I think after the program having to navigate, like, okay, I just kind of want space Mm -hmm. from everyone. I just kind of wanted to crawl in a hole for a little bit. Um, (laughs) and be by myself. Um, so I think that was a challenge for me is just learning that, you know, we all have different personalities and it's okay to not, I guess it's okay to feel that way. And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of times I kind of doubt my personality or wish that I was more extroverted or wish that I was more outgoing. And that Mm -hmm. was something that I really had to process after fellows because I felt I was just being really hard on myself and mm. was kind of questioning why, you know, Tathan on the other hand is fine and thriving <laughs> and you were just very opposite when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I had to spend time just processing my own personality and kind of accepting mm-hmm. that that's how I am and I need, you know, might need more space or time to myself and, that that's how the Lord created me, and I shouldn't be ashamed of that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the there's a couple of hard challenges. Um, the the first one that pops into my mind is probably dating. Um, dating was super difficult, um, mm-hmm. just because uh, I'd never been in like a serious relationship um until then or like anything with like stakes um (laughs) and in college like Mm -hmm. I was just me and the boys hanging out um so um that was definitely a challenge like trying to figure out ways to like merge Lindsay and I's lives together Mm -hmm. um and like our interests together and like figure out 
where my lane was and her lane was and then going through engagement and trying to figure that out as well. That was probably one of the most difficult things um, mm. I'd faced to that point. And then I think another thing that pops up to my mind is like to maintain relationships, you have to be extremely intentional Yeah. Um, of like just like the busyness of work and life and I mean – both of us worked throughout college, but our, our roommates were just like our friends. Like they were always around, so we just always hung out with them and did whenever someone that lived close by wasn't working, you just hang out. Mm-hmm. But now with you being 15, 20 minutes away and your roommates being on different work schedules and you being on a different work schedule and then just trying to like check in and say like, how is your life doing? How are you, How's dating a, this person? Or mm-hmm. how's your work going and how is your walk with God going? Um, so I think like just being intentional, um, and like, and all honestly, like earlier talked about like being disciplined, um, and just like scheduling out time of like Friday mornings, we're going to meet up Wednesday mornings. We're going to meet up, um, Mm -hmm. this weekend, we're going on a trip together or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be of just like trying to make those things intentional, I think is probably one of the, the hardest things to manage um but overall like we've both like really reaped the rewards of those and um like are still in like the same small group that i was in um lindsay joined it a couple years or after the fellows program was over um and we've been in that for a couple of years and then just like yeah yeah. (laughs) um (laughs) yeah and then um like there's still like a group that lindsay and i we'll meet up with as like she meets up with like the wives of the group and I'll meet up with some of the guys that are married to them every day or not every day, every Wednesday. (laughs) Um, And I, yeah. And I just think like being intentional with that is, is key. Yeah. That's really good. And um, yeah, Lindsay has, I can only imagine (laughs) we have some very extroverted, I feel like fellows, (laughs) groups and classes you know everyone just i mean it's wonderful that everyone is so connected and um just loves to be together and hang out but as an introvert myself um i can exceed the challenges (laughs) that would come with with that as well so totally respect needing space and just being able to give yourself grace to yeah just be yourself um regardless of how other people might see it so really respect that um and Tath and I appreciate the honesty of you had mentioned earlier how you were so used to even going into the program like having your own you were disciplined but you had your own you know schedule and so even coming out of the program and having to date someone else and, you know <laughs> marry someone else and, you know that's that's a lot of surrender yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that was that was a great insight um our last question um, is just kind of what do you both see as the lasting impact that the fellows program has had just briefly? Like if there's one thing you can name, there might be more, but that has, um, yeah, made an impact on your life still um, that you could speak to. I think mine would be Ross telling me I need to settle down. Mm-hmm. Um, that is still my most difficult struggle. Um, mm-hmm. 
like every couple of months I'll come home from work and just be like, Lindsay, I just want to go move to Costa Rica <laughs> and like quit everything. Or and it's fair though. Yeah. <laughs> and and um I yeah, and I I could talk about our conversations, <laughs> him and I had a lot about that. Um but I think that truth has poured has like given me the best like reaping of fruit mm. um because before that like i never lived anywhere or went to school anywhere longer than like two years so mm. all my relationships just kind of mm-hmm. were like dead after i yeah. moved to another state or whatever it may be another county another city mm-hmm. um and so now that we've lived here for what is that five years now mm-hmm. um like I'm starting to see fruits from church. Like I've never gone to a church longer than I've gone to New Life. Yeah. Um, Lindsay and I know probably like seventy percent or eighty percent of the congregation. Wow. Um, and then we also like like we do have like pretty deep and consistent friendships here. And then like all of those things help like keep you grounded and being and checking in on you of like are you like following and doing like what you should be to like living a Christian life. Like, are you consistently talking to God? Are you like consistently just like living out your faith? Um, Mm -hmm. and that has been, I think, super fruitful of just like being told, like settle down, like make roots, like look into those relationships, look Mm -hmm. into those community, like be involved in your church. Like all those things Mm -hmm. come from just like staying. Yeah. 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 I remember in the program Sarah Schultz talking a lot about the importance of bringing dark things into the light and inviting Mm -hmm. not only just inviting Jesus into that but also inviting people that you trust Mm -hmm. and that is something that is still so hard for me but I've definitely grown so much in that Um, since fellows I think you know, I've, I've known Jesus my whole life, but I think most of my life I felt like I had to do that by myself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just between me and the Lord. Yeah. I don't need to get other people involved in this messiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now, like, having some really solid friendships, people that I trust and um, know are going to point me closer to the Lord and inviting them into those hard spaces that I kind of want to shut everyone out of um, and really just surrendering those to the Lord and inviting people into that has been so transformative in my life and something that kind of goes back to fellows and a lot of um, the Friday trainings and Sunday night groups and things like that we would kind of be expected to share and it was always my least favorite part of the program (laughs) and still in small group it's my least favorite thing to do ever is share um but it is where I see the most growth when I push myself to Hmm. step out of my comfort zone and invite people in to those places and I think it also takes away a lot of the pat not the enemy has any power but Hmm. it almost it's like a slap in the face to the enemy in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great. Um, thank you guys so much for just being really honest and transparent. And I wasn't 
you know, here with the first class, but um, <laughs> I can just like read on you both your faces and just from your words, like how much you've been able to process over the last few years and what you've been able to um, just grow in is really awesome um, from my seat. Um, and yeah, you're a great finale to um, our interview series. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, of course. Um, and thank you all for listening. And we'll be back soon with another episode, probably of a lecture. <laughs> <laughs>